It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 27, Part 2 of The Betrothed. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Betrothed, or I Promesi Sposi, by Alessandro Manzoni. Chapter 27, Part 2. Lucia felt greatly relieved when her mother had contrived, by some means or other, to let her know that Renzo was alive, safe, and acquainted with her vow, and desired nothing more than that he should forget her, or, to express it more exactly, that he should try to forget her. She, on her part, made a similar resolution a hundred times a day with respect to him, and employed to every means she could think of to put it into effect. She continued to work indefatigably with her needle, trying to apply her whole mind to it, and when Renzo's image presented itself to her view, would begin to repeat or chant some prayers to herself. But that image, just as if it were actually by pure malice, did not generally come so openly. It introduced itself stealthily behind others, so that the mind might not be aware of having harboured it, till after it had been there for some time. Lucia's thoughts were often with her mother. How should it have been otherwise? And the ideal Renzo would gently creep in as a third party, as the real person has so often done. So, with everybody, in every place, in every remembrance of the past, he never failed to introduce himself. And if the poor girl allowed herself sometimes to penetrate in fancy into the obscurities of the future, there, too, he would appear, as if it were only to say, I, ten to one, shall not be there. However, if not to think of him at all were a hopeless undertaking, yet Lucia succeeded up to a certain point in thinking less about him and less intensively than her heart would have wished. She would have even succeeded better had she been alone in desiring to do so. But there was Donna Presede, who bent on her part upon banishing the youth from her thoughts, had found no better expedient than constantly talking about him. Well, she would say, have you given up thinking about him? I am thinking of nobody, replied Lucia. Donna Prasede, however, not to be appeased by so evasive an answer, replied that there must be deeds, not words, and enlarged upon the usual practices of young girls, who, she said, when they have set their hearts upon a dissolute fellow, 
and it is just to such they have a leaning, won't consent to be separated from them. An honest and rational conduct to a worthy man, a well-tried character, which by some accident happens to be frustrated, they are quickly resigned. But let it be a villain, and it is an incurable wound. And then she commenced a panegyric upon the poor absentee, the rascal who had come to Milan to plunder the town and massacre the inhabitants, and tried to make Lucia confess all the knavish tricks he had played in his own country. Lucia, with a voice tremulous with shame, sorrow, and such indignation as could find place in her gentle breast and humble condition, affirmed and testified that the poor fellow had done nothing in his country to give occasion for anything but good to be said of him. She wished, she said, that someone were present from his neighbourhood, that the lady might hear his testimony. Even on his adventures at Milan, the particulars of which she could not learn, she defended him merely from the knowledge that she had of him and his behaviour from his very childhood. She defended him, or intended to defend him, from the simple duty of charity, from her love of truth, and, to use just the expression by which she described her feelings to herself, as her neighbour. But Donna Procede drew fresh arguments from these apologies to convince Lucia that she had quite lost her heart to this man. And, to say the truth, in these moments it is difficult to say how the matter stood. The disgraceful picture the old lady drew of the poor youth revived from opposition, more vividly and distinctly than ever in the mind of the young girl, the idea which long habit had established there. The recollection she had stifled by force returned in crowds upon her. Aversion and contempt recalled all her old motives of esteem and sympathy, and blind and violent hatred only excited stronger feelings of pity. With these feelings, who can say how much there might or might not be of another affection which follows upon them, and introduces itself so easily into the mind? let it be imagined what it would do in one whence it was attempted to eject it by force. However it may be, the conversation on Lucia's side was never carried to any great length, for words were very soon resolved into tears. Had Donna Procede been induced to treat her in this way for some inveterate hatred towards her, these tears might, perhaps, have vanquished and silenced her. But as she spoke with the intention of doing good, she went on without allowing herself to be moved by them, as groans and imploring cries may arrest the weapons of an enemy, but not the instrument of the surgeon. Having, however, discharged her duty for that time, she would turn from reproaches and denunciation to exhortation and advice, sweetened also by a little praise, thus designing to temper the bitter with the sweet, the better to obtain her purpose, by working upon the heart under every state of feeling. These quarrels, however, which had always nearly the same beginning, middle, and end, left no resentment, properly speaking, in the good Lucia's heart against the harsh sermonizer, who, after all, treated her in general very kindly, and even in this instance evinced a good intention. Yet they left her in such agitation, with such a tumult of thoughts and affections, that it required no little time and much effort to regain her former degree of calmness. It was well for her that she was not the only one to whom Donna Presede had to do good. 
for by this means these disputes could not occur so frequently besides the rest of the family all of whom were persons more or less needing amendment and guidance beside all the other occasions which offered themselves to her or she contrived to find of extending the same kind of office of her own free will to many to whom she was under no obligations she had also five daughters none of whom were at home but who gave her more to think about than if they had been three of these were nuns two were married hence donna Presede naturally found herself with three monasteries and two houses to superintend a vast and complicated undertaking and the more arduous because two husbands backed by fathers mothers and brothers three abbesses supported by other dignitaries and many nuns would not accept her superintendence it was a complete warfare alias five warfares concealed and even courteous up to a certain point but ever active ever vigilant there was in every one of these places a continued watchfulness to avoid her solicitude to close the door against her counsels to elude her inquiries and to keep her in the dark as far as possible on every undertaking we do not mention the resistance of the difficulties she encountered in the management of other still more extraneous affairs it is well known that one must generally do good to men by force the place where her zeal could best exercise itself and have full play was in her own house here everybody was subject in everything and for everything to her authority saving don ferrante with whom things went on in a matter entirely peculiar a man of studious turn he neither loved to command nor obey in all household matters his wife was the mistress with his free consent but he would not submit to be her slave and if when requested he occasionally lent her the assistance of his pen it was because it suited his taste and after all he knew how to say no when he was not convinced of what she wished him to write use your own sense he would say in such cases do it yourself since it seems so clear to you donna Prasede, after vainly endeavouring for some time to induce him to recant and to do what she wanted would be obliged to content herself with murmuring frequently against him with calling him one who hated trouble a man who would have his own way and a scholar a title which though pronounced with contempt was generally mixed with a little complacency don ferrante passed many hours in his study where he had a considerable collection of books scarcely less than three hundred volumes all of them choice works and the most highly esteemed on their numerous several subjects in each of which he was more or less versed in astrology he was deservedly considered as more than a dilettante for he not only possessed the generic notions and common vocabulary of influences aspects and conjunctions but he knew how to talk very aptly and as it were ex cathedra of the twelve houses of the heavens of the great circles of lucid and obscure degrees of exaltation and dejection of transitions and revolutions in short of the most assured and most recondite principles of science and it was for perhaps twenty years that he maintained in long and frequent disputes the system of cardano against another learned man who was staunchly attached to that of alcabizio from mere obstinacy as don ferrante said who readily acknowledging the superiority of the ancients could not however endure that unwillingness to yield to the moderns even when they evidently had reason on their side 
he was also more than indifferently acquainted with the history of the science he could on an occasion quote the most celebrated predictions which had been verified and reason clearly and learnedly on other celebrated predictions which had failed showing that the fault was not in the science but in those who knew not how to apply it he had learnt as much of ancient philosophy as might have sufficed him but still went on acquiring more from the study of diogenes laertius as however these systems how beautiful soever they may be cannot all be held at once and as to be a philosopher it is necessary to choose